Hello and welcome back to Popcorn and Plot Holes. This week, not only have I got the title correct of the show, we're Look watching a television you. show. Mm. Anybody else want to interrupt me before I... No, I wouldn't, oh. we're not interrupting you. Okay, thank you. We're supporting. That's... <laughs> Because you call us, shut up and do the intro, damn it! Because you call us supporting doesn't mean I feel supported. <laughs> As you can hear, uh, Chris from Parts Unknown is back from other Parts Unknown. That's how I like it. Back from the future, one would but, say. Mm, I know. Yeah, did you get my I message? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you. What the fuck? Oh no! <laughs> I spent we're in, all this money. We're on a we're on a different timeline. This is bad. Yeah. Oh no! The time don't you know that when you time travel, you create a new branch of time? Yeah. So you're on the original (gasps) branch of time where you never showed up on our podcast, and the one where you showed up on the podcast—that's a completely different timeline. Oh. So we're never going to find out about that one. We're just stuck here. I've learned nothing from all my years as a comic book reader and movie enthusiast related to time travel and TV show enthusiast specifically, Doctor Who. But also, he almost confused, died. No. He almost died. That's why he was all dusty when he came back. Um, ah. Confusingly enough, we are actually watching Doctor Who the Star Beast. So figure that one out. Nice. <laughs> what? <laughs> it worked. Yes. Uh, it's a convergence of timelines. <clears throat> it, it worked out really well for everybody. Um, Spencer is gone to parts unknown. Um, so I think we had to trade his body for Chris's. I think that's how time travel works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, you know, think of all the losses we could have had. This is, you know, relatively minor one. Yeah, that's fair. So we saved people. We say the message saved lives. I like to think think about it. It's way. neutral. It's carbon carbon neutral. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's how the value of. Are you saying my life is equal to Spencer's? Yeah, life? like that. It sounds gross. Bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chris. What? Let's just talk about this TV show and forget also, we got I'm, down I'm this time. I'm here. I wasn't introduced. Apparently, I don't deserve one. But, you know. So that guy's here. Whatever his name is. <laughs> Doctor Who the Star Beast. Uh, some of us on this podcast currently are really big Doctor Who fans. And others of us have never seen an episode. Well, now I have seen one. I have only seen one episode. <laughs> nice save. <laughs> yeah, nice I'm a professional. Indeed. <laughs> so let's dive into it. Normally, right. when we watch a movie, we ask a very simple question: What did you like about this movie? So, what did you like about this special episode, Luciano? Why don't you go first? Uh, I was, there's a lot to like. It's very like as someone who prior to this had never even seen anything Doctor Who related. Uh, it's a very charming show, I have to say. But then again, the British know what they're doing in that sense. But I think mm-hmm. if I had to pick, I think I think my favorite thing was a very small thing because it's such a it's such a good concise example of British humor is when uh, the doctor is talking to Donna's husband and he shows her him her his. Uh, credentials or whatever the fuck it's called psychic paper that's the one and he says i'm the grandmaster of knowledge and the guy looks and says that's as grandmistress and he looks and like with the driest fucking delivery ever he goes oh catch up and slaps it i was like i i don't know why but that for that for, for some reason that just made the whole show for me 
just the dryness of the humor there. It was the humor in all of this was really fun. So that was probably my favorite thing is how British it is. <laughs> I mean, that was quintessential Doctor Who wrapped up in the dry British humor, right? Like that's yeah. that's exactly how to do it. Yeah, no, it, it's it was a very it was a great way to to just enjoy uh, David Tennant being back in the role because the Tenth Doctor was always quirky um, and mm-hmm. and sort of excited and kind of manic at times, and so that oh, fits well, him. Yeah. Fits him to a T. I got to say though, um, and this is maybe not fair and not necessarily positive, but um, good God, does David Tennant look old? Oh <laughs> in yeah. In comparison to seeing him as the Tenth Doctor, you forget how much time. It was Fifteen years was, ago, apparently. Yeah, I was going to say eighteen years, right? Yeah. Which is huge, right? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. He's still still him. I mean, what do you expect? I'm, at least he didn't. It doesn't look like he's been injecting himself with Botox. Thank God. That would just make it harder. That would just make it so much. Can you imagine if Courtney Cox was a doctor, and then like you got Courtney Cox from Friends era when she de- and she decided to do a special or like they did like the like a female doctor, and then cut to now. Yeah, so but you're then just, but you're being unfair because that that was thirty years ago. <laughs> so, so you just you so, came onto this Doctor Who podcast and you just fucking dragged Courtney Cox through the mud. Uh, yeah, see, this is what happens you, she, when he inhabits Spencer's body. He inherits incel Spencer too. Yeah, no, that's not incel. Incel Chris, bad, bad choices, bad choices. Bad, get, bad. get get good bad. work. Where's, get good. Where's work. the holes? Get good work. Where's Wait, the holes? <laughs> maybe she shouldn't feel like she needs to have work because of the yeah. pressures of Hollywood. See? So what happened to we can unpack this? We, we can no, go we down can't unpack this. No, this is not about friends. <laughs> we get our Courtney Cox. What's wrong with you? <laughs> we listen. I told we you. We move past I, I, my statement. We move past supporting yes, the did. patriarchy. Luciano got it out of his system, and now you need <laughs> to get it out of your system too. <laughs> the fuck did I do? Has nothing to do with the patriarchy. That's right. That's what you did. No. You, you're you're complicit. Doctor Who. Good things <laughs> about Doctor Who. I liked um, his. I liked the new abilities of his sonic screwdriver. Like, yes, it does. It does everything. It does. It, it did standards, but I also liked how he can use it um, as his like freaking Jarvis in a way, like able to check out schematics. Yeah, that's fair. Well, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, like checking out schematics, assessing, assessing scenarios, and then now creating Green Lantern like Green Lantern like hard light constructs. Oh, so that's with that like that's shield. New? I, I didn't. Uh, okay. To me, I think that's to me that's new. Okay. Creating hard light constructs, so that was pretty cool. I liked that, and I was really happy. I was happy with the, the special. Was this like it's the 60th anniversary? Is this his first episode back? Yeah. Yes. Okay. 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 I thought when I my 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 impression going into this was like it, it was already going, but okay, cool. Okay, cool. Cool. Why about you, Matt? What was your, your was your favorite part the the fact that David Tennant is old is that your favorite part? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Honestly, it just lipo section. Who was this doctor? Um, <clears throat> no, I just I missed um, I just missed the idea that you can have this sort of Doctor Who special where London's in peril. And the doctor can save it in a way that makes no sense whatsoever. Oh, you did get like, that. Yeah. Like that to me is just, mm-hmm. it's a warm and fuzzy feeling having that happen. And I understand that all the doctors do this, but seeing him come back and just fall into 
like you know he talks about oh what's this face back what's going on but he just shows up and does the same thing he always does because someone's like of course the ship had to land in london and of course the ship is going to destroy london and of course he saves everybody in london and no one gets a scratch on their head um (laughs) you know like oh lieutenant yeah that's how you know david Tennant was always it's just you seeing him play this you know as much as he's like oh i have a new face but it's like the personality's back in a way that like you know i you know i nothing against the, the other doctors i would actually say my doctor is smith and not tenant just because that's where i started and you kind of you get stuck to the hmm. person you start with i think if you if you pick a doctor and obviously one episode i don't think that's gonna lose on if you if you don't if you continue forward I don't think Tenant will be your doctor just because you watch one episode, but because I watched all of Matt Smith, and then once I finished watching Matt Smith, then I went back and watched Ecclestone and, and Tenant. <clears throat> I was mm-hmm. tied to Smith more, and so you always remember your first. Well, I think mm-hmm. you know if I do go and watch it, which I, I think is a very unlikely possibility, because wow. there's so much. Oh my god! Like, wow! Not because you. I didn't. We haven't converted. Not because you? I didn't like it, but because you know. Anyway, but I just like David Tennant as an actor, so. That would sure. probably be why I would pick him as my favorite. I mean, like that's why you know in the modern Doctor Who, he's sort of the the number one of. If you did a poll of all the from Ecclestone right. forward, he still would be the person people love yeah. the most. Um, and that's not to say that you know having um, Peter Capaldi or having mm-hmm. Jodie Whittaker, they are very different people and brought very different things to the Doctor. Um, and so there's going to be mm-hmm. people that identify with them, just like uh, when Chris, can you say his name properly? Because I always struggle to. Shuti Gatwa. Shuti Gatwa shows up. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people identify with him as being their doctor. Um, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. um, to see how that goes. So if you like the way he acts already, you know, because Tennant's been in a lot of stuff, that certainly helps. I got to be honest with you, like, <clears throat> I haven't watched a whole lot of Matt Smith stuff after him being the doctor because he picked some weird projects and I'm just not. Oh, we watched one thing with Matt Smith. Well, Morbius. he was a genius <laughs> in that ma, one. Ma, 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 Morbius. Anyways, that, echo, might, that might prove echo, my point. Echo locate that shit out of my face. <laughs> yeah. Hey. But yeah, so I mean, it, it was nice to, to get back to Tennant's shoes and see see him operate. You know, you don't ever get a chance to really go back to a doctor. And so it was nice to, to go back and kind of let him be updated and have all the memories of the people we've all seen and, and see how they're going to take that. It's three episodes, I think in total. And this one was essentially a standalone. Um, you know, this is spoil. We're going to spoil the shit out of this, by the way. So I know this is brand new or it will be like a week since uh, maybe a week or two since when you listen to this, but if you haven't watched it, definitely watch it first. Cause we're going to blow everything out of the water in terms of the story. But, um, it's a, it's a standalone story, but the ending has, uh, Donna, "Quote unquote," accidentally spilling coffee on the TARDIS, and David Tennant saying the uh, definitely real scientific words: "We could end up anywhere in space and time." Um, so they're going to continue <laughs> on for two more episodes. Whether they will be heart connected on the next one or two, no one knows yet. Yeah. Did this episode it, like in in terms of like like Tennant's been. He's, like did this, did this special just air, or how long has it been out? Do you actually? not pay attention to society? He, li- he literally just said it, Chris. Like th- this is way too much Spencer in you. Yeah, you need to kind of Listen. tone it down a little. His his, <laughs> his essence is is permeated. Yeah. Next thing next thing we're gonna say is Chris. Did uh, you watch this episode? Did you watch this episode, Chris? <laughs> uh, I've seen it before. You know, in my actually, that's, you know, that's like, pretty good is, actually. 
What is time? Can you, you guys, can right? you uh, do accents that slowly devolve into um, Michael Gollum Kane. or Michael Caine or Gollum? <laughs> all my all each of those uh, impression impressions are terrible. So you know when you the fuck? he went to a completely different one too. Just like Spencer. Yeah. Like it. Just, Just like Spencer. Spencer. Like, perfect. I am Alan Rickman. <laughs> perfect. Um, <clears throat> let's move on and get back to Doctor Who. We've we've taken enough time on Spencer. Yep. So, you know, this story, it's the standalone story is roughly that uh, he lands on London kind of Christmassy. You know, the specials are Christmas time and they generally tie into Christmas or New Year. So, uh, and he, ironically enough, uh, sees a lady with too many packages. Um, everybody knows it's going to be down and noble. It clearly is down and noble. Mm. Um, mm. And so, listen, were you, because I actually don't remember because I knew this, but like, did they explain it enough for you to understand Donna Noble's backstory and why yeah, he couldn't? Yeah, the doctor little, does like, right at the, the beginning. Yeah. yeah, no, that was a pretty good, like, solid recap of it. So, like, you know, she saved the world by somehow by taking a Time Lord's mind <laughs> into her, and then it was too much for one human to bear, so he had to make her forget. Yeah. And then he went away, and then I'm assuming Matt Smith came, you know, yeah, afterwards. Basically, he went on some adventures by himself for a bit. Ah, gotcha. Um, but yeah. And then he, yeah, he regenerated. Her yeah, dad, so, her dad helped so, him along the way, quote unquote. Or, uh, sorry, uh, her grandfather. Her grandfather, yeah. So yeah, it was it was a pretty Salute. solid, like, it, was, it gave me enough to understand the stakes. So that was good. Right. What, what I wasn't ready for. Was for Donna Noble to be Catherine Tate. Oh, all right. Because I hate her. Why? What is that? Why do you mean? hate her? What's okay. the word for? Because I know why you hate her. What's the word for like gingers aren't a race, but like what's the word for gingers? Uh, hate hating gingers. Just scum. I. Wow. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! <laughs> this man. Boo this man Boo! indeed. Boo this man. However, oh, unlike the reason, man. unlike the reason I don't like you, Matt. Wow. Her, I don't, <laughs> I don't like. It's not about her being a ginger. So, this requires a little bit of explanation. My one and only contact with Catherine Tate before watching this was watching her on Eight Out of Ten Cats does Countdown, oh. not understanding how to use. 99 and the number 99 and the number two to make 101. So, no, no, thank you. <laughs> that was the only thing I know of. I knew of her, and like the the character, he when he talks about her in that recap, is like, oh, she's like this altruistic person who's yep. like a great friend to him, and she's just fucking insufferable in this the whole time. I just, I understand you guys probably have some. Well, like emotional connection with the character from when she played it before. I just fucking hated her. The, <laughs> the, the thing time. is, um, yeah, I, I liked her, but she also was at times insufferable. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's not I just me. Plus yeah. one. Like, and it was different. But go ahead. You go ahead. Because it's like. I would say. Go ahead. It's like. I, can, I, can go ahead. I don't. It's, I'm supposed mm-hmm. to like her. Right? Because, oh, mm-hmm. she saved the world and she's the doctor's best friend. We're going to get into this later. Because mm-hmm. as I understood it, he had many friends, but apparently she's the best one. 
And you know, and then oh, I, we got a word for that in the street. <laughs> yes. Wow. Scum? And then, not no, no. We've established Clay your uh, scum, not her. Oh, oh wow. my god! <laughs> uh, Stop fighting, mom and dad. Uh, <laughs> so I'm supposed to like her, but I just couldn't. Right, and it's just mm. I have to say she has a couple of nice moments that made me laugh because mm-hmm. she's funny. But like, there's when mm-hmm. she calls. When she says to him, you know, skinny suits, not don't, don't work over the age of 35. I like that. That was very funny. Yep. Yeah. But the thing that yeah. she said that made me laugh the most was when she calls the meep Mad Paddington. That got a solid laugh out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But I couldn't like her. Like, I, I couldn't. Like, he was like, oh, she's going to die. She's my best friend. And I'm like, yeah, fucking die. I don't care. Wow. So, <laughs> all right. Anyway. Yeah. For me, it was like I did. I did kind of. It was a lot. Like I, I, I know and remember Donna. A lot of time has passed, and it was quite a lot having her just like come in full force. And um, did she replay the character the is, like pretty similar to what she used? That to she play? used to. Yes, she did. However, I enjoyed it more then because. <laughs> You were a young man it was, and you didn't know any better. <laughs> no. I think it, it, it came down to like the situations. Oh, gotcha. Um, she was she was she was exposed to like weird alien situations or like the unexplained until it became ex- explained. And a lot and, and every step of the way, she's speaking like she's speaking what's on her mind, but it makes sense because she's exposed to it. But then like the way they delivered her in this first intro scene for her, but she doesn't even get to see the spaceship, the alien spaceship, which I thought was a weird choice because if she had seen it, she could have, I think it would have been more respectful of, I don't know. I guess it's just a choice. Either she doesn't observe it. And this is what happened. Or if she did observe it, then like, it's not the doctor. So like, like, like pick a side universe. Are you going to, like treat her like a like an everyday bystander, or are you gonna just like drag it out because this TV show, this episode? Yeah, that's, I mean that, that's fair. It, and and the the challenge is, it's hard to believe that seeing a spaceship would trigger her into remembering being a doctor because like like you know London, the Doctor Who is supposed to be like essentially a mirror of our universe and. All the things that happen in Doctor Who, they talk mm. about them, right? So in, historically, you know, if London's attacked or aliens come to the Earth, everybody knows about it and it gets referenced peppered throughout the show. So it's not like things always go back together perfectly, right? Like there's episodes oh. where like aliens take over, like land in in, in uh, London, they take over, and then like the Cybermen try to take over all London and he saves a day and stuff. Mm-hmm. But so the idea that like she's never heard of science fiction – and she's never seen like people go to space, like in real the real world, yeah. or like aliens come. Like they've already like she, she, her forgetting isn't like she forgets everything. It's just like she forgets all of her time with the doctor, basically, right? So, right. So it's just a weird thing to be like can't see spaceships, can't see anything to do with science well, fiction at all. Uh, is a bit her far. mom. Her mom is like I understand the despair of thinking your daughter is going to die if she remembers, but like her way of going about it was so annoying. Like, no, none of this is real. Stop. You're not seeing anything. It's like, come on. Like now. You- but that was, but by, 
but by that point it was too far gone well, yeah, and the mother not, was be, desperate yeah but at that but point. that was like, slapping te- like like doctor like great <laughs> get the fuck that out was, not losing my child makes sense that was a good that Funny. was a good scene too like oh here but we go again <laughs> right but if you rewind to the the, the same um opening uh like christmas market scene and the spaceship descends or crash lands or what descends and rose sees the space every fucking buddy sees the spaceship rose tells her mom look at this why wouldn't you look at your child why wouldn't you listen to your uh your like teenage adult whatever child <laughs> why wouldn't you listen yeah. why, wouldn't, why you wouldn't you listen to listen? your daughter yeah. who's between the ages of 15 and 25 yeah probably yeah. probably <laughs> well and like her mom has always been an insufferable, an insufferable. Like as much as you think Catherine Tate's insufferable, her mom was ten times worse. Like, oh, I can she, I can tell through the entire run. Her it was her and her grandfather, uh, and her grandfather mm-hmm. always believes in sci-fi and space and met the doctor. It was the greatest mm-hmm. thing ever, and so she was like. She liked her mm-hmm. grandfather, and so she's like they, they were always together talking about it. But the mom was always like, sci-fi is the worst, and everything's a lie, and like, you know, one of those like uh, anti-science. So and Scully. Anti-vax people, probably. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, that I don't even remember the mother, to be honest. I remember the grandfather, but yeah. yeah. So so anyway, so like it, it's – she's bang on to the character she was, and she okay. sucked, but she had a role to play. Um, And, yeah. and so that right. was fine, right? So like that In all makes neck. sense. Yeah. The neck, yeah. I mean, let's so let's talk about the meep. The meep shows up. The meat, the meep, the meat, the meep. Yeah, is uh, beat the meep. At the start, the meep is this cute, cuddly, white, dumpy bear thing that <laughs> Rose finds behind a trash can. What a poet you are, my friend. <laughs> I love that. That Rose finds behind yeah. a trash can. You're welcome. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. But, no, but like now something you said, Matt, turd. actually explained the question that I had. Because I was like, everybody's so okay with this fucking alien just being there. But if if it's known, then yeah, that's that's yeah. a little bit better. It's not the well, first I mean, contact they have with aliens. That's why unit exists, right? And, and Yeah, and that makes sense. All through um, Doctor Who, there's always been like an organization on Earth that's in England that's there to protect against historically with david Tennant, it was torchwood um and, uh, and there was actually like even like spinoff series with torchwood um and then they've gone as through, through the years they've kind of shut torchwood down and they add a new thing and they shut it down and so now we're at unit as the the company or the organization mm-hmm. that's looking after the earth and so like you know like they kind of mentioned right like he was the first scientist in unit or whatever scientific advisor mm -hmm. or whatever right yeah Yeah. so it's always like something like Mm -hmm. that in doctor who's world so like whenever he's dealing with these things he always has assistance and so like the the world's not really surprised they still try to keep it under wraps um but but in general everybody's okay with it so um it's pretty par for the course but the meep the meep itself it lands and it's super cute and cuddly and talks childish gibberish and everyone's trying to save the meep and then the, the meep uh when D- David Tennant decides to pull out a uh, wig and become a what the fuck was that? I a barrister? Uh, was it? Is it well, a barrister? Yeah. Well, but he's a judge, not a barrister. He was, but... was sure, okay. kind of judge dreading it. Yeah, barrister dread, <laughs> as, as it were, <laughs> because he was breading it, breading it, breading. Doctor no. Dread Esquire is what he. Yeah, was thank doing. you, Doctor Bread. Esquire. I don't know why he, the bread. Why not, bread? I'm not, I'm not letting it go. Bread? We're skipping it. Barrister and dread. No, Put it awful. together. No, that's like, awful. My brain didn't need no, you're this, awful. this. Move no. on. We've Barrister moved on. Barrister is his job just like judge and dread is yeah. his name. You don't collide nope. his name and you his job together. You don't call him dread. Yes, you do. No. Okay, I can do again. I can do no, it again. Do, do. Barrister, judge, dread. 
three okay. equals yeah. no no just bludgeon oh, <laughs> better you know what I, i'll take it Suckers! i'll take it just so we can move on i don't want to be here anymore <laughs> yes yeah. forcefully forcefully so he shows up and he brings in the uh and everybody stay with me here the rarth uh, I, I don't nice. have speech mm-hmm. impediment. Mm-hmm. It is W R A R T H Rarth. Um, and they he asked some questions, and it turns out they are uh, jail jailers, intergalactic yeah. police. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and they are here to mm-hmm. hunt down the meep because the meep is a monster. And then the meep shows mm. that it's a monster and goes completely monster mode. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, <clears throat> I wrote down jokingly as like, when's the meep gonna turn? I didn't actually believe the meep was going to turn. I just thought it'd be a fun <laughs> twist. And it was right. too cute, right? But I was like, oh. it, it was yeah. a fun twist. I, it caught me by surprise. I have to say, you did a good job with that uh, with the with the animatronics and the puppeteers. Yes. It was cute. Yeah. It, it, they they pulled that off. Until and, it and it was and it was funny because you know you see the meep and it's actually pretty decently made, but then you they yeah. showed the Rarth. And it's like, holy shit, mm-hmm. they're rubber suiting this hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They spent their budget on the meep, clearly. <laughs> and the ship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta appreciate it though. Like No, they, they leaned they, into it they, too. They, they go all in. Yeah. They leaned into the to the Rarth and they and you're right. Like they did what they did with what they had, and it, it, it's fun. It's fun. It was fun, I have to say. Even they look like com- like look like Mass Rider, uh, Japan, uh, yeah. Japanese Kamen Rider. Uh, they, yes, they, they look like Kamen Rider, Black Kamen Rider. And yes. I was like, I'm here for yeah. this. Now kick, kick the meep, kick him, Rider yeah. kick. I particularly loved when when he pulls like the 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 court is now in session thing, and the two mm-hmm. Rarth guys were like super well spoken and very British. Yeah. I actually have a question: Why does every fucking alien in this speaks like? The Queen's English. The t- the TARDIS. Yeah. The, the, so as when you travel, so the Doctor <laughs> and when he brings humans with him or like companions or like passengers in the TARDIS, the uh, the TARDIS sets up a psychic link so that um, it's oh. essentially like a psychic auto translate. Is this wherever you go, whatever planet? Is, so is this like the Doctor Who version of the Babble Fish from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Yep. Yes. Or okay. Or the Star Trek "quote unquote" universal translator. Translator, yeah. Yeah. Ew. The the, uh, the the techno bullshit hand wave that we all need. It's fine. Yeah, okay. yes. that makes sense. I mean, talk, I, talk to talk to Reggie about yeah, that. To, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, so, yeah so, I was. It was very fun. That scene was was fun too. Yeah. Mm. No, they they did a they did they did a really good job around that stuff. Um. I have to ask about this, and because we're not going to cover it later, and I want to know, know now. So we find out at the end of the the, the show, um, Rose, um, basically was daughter. Daughter Rose, Rose was born from uh, Donna, and we find out that she has a link to um, Doctor Doctor Who because of him, <laughs> her downloading the Doctor information. Earlier into on, just into her brain, and I, you know, the meta crisis, the meta crisis thing. I'm not really oh, sure because I thought it was a different I've... Time Lord and not him, but that's not here nor, nor there. Anyways, <clears throat> so she remembers all the stuff that Doctor Who remembers, right? And so that's how she, she, we find out earlier on the show that she is uh, transgendered. So she picks her name to be Rose. So we find out she picked it because of Rose because that was like a big companion for the Doctor. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even pick, catch that. And you can't and you okay. can't pick your mom's name because that would be weird, I assume. Um, and then we find it out would, all these... Pe- it, it wouldn't be the weirdest thing in this if she well, had picked her mom's name. So, Have you seen the U.S.? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the... Like, what? No, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, but then, so the, in another spot, they're like, oh... That explains all the creatures she made. Like she's so she's making little creatures because her mom lost her job. So she's gonna sell these creatures online to make money for the family, right? Yeah. Um, because they gave away one hundred sixty-six billion dollars. Don't worry about that; it's not important. Um, not dollars, pounds. It's even worse. Pounds is right. That's even worse. Um, and so, all these creatures she makes. If you look at them, they're, they're like from oh. different eras. Well, they're, no, they're all monsters. So the Daleks no. and the Cybermen. Okay. Right, like, that Donna saw. They saw. So, like, some of them were different eras because they kind of the looks change over the years. But they're all monsters that Donna, Donna right. dealt with, and yeah. and so I, it's just like it's like oh, that's that explains so much about the child. But I'm also just like, how fucked up is this kid now that she knows that? <laughs> like, she's 15. That's <clears throat> already dealing with the fact that she's being dead named on the street by the kid she yeah. goes to school with, and, and now the fact she's that got, she is 15. She's a teenager. Right. She has enough problems on her hands. 100%. And yeah. now she finds out she has all these memories of like all the monsters and horrible things that the doctor's done over his career and all the companions. And she's like, I'm just going to like the psych psychedelic. That, no, that's the, the star, that's the sun, the, right? That's the, that's sun. the sun. That's yeah. my bad. Mm-hmm. But the psychosis so or like the, the damage to her brain, is that why she has to take all mm-hmm. these scary things and make them the cutesy animals? Because she can't process this shit any other way? Are you, say, are you saying it's sense. the manifestation of her PTSD that she's making those toys? Yeah, I guess. Jeez. One could say that. You know what helps? Getting laid. She's wow. too young. <laughs> well, when she comes of age. I mean, I think that at 15, you're allowed to discover things in the safety of wherever you need to be. I know, but it, you can't rely on it as a means of therapeutic healing. I mean, you probably should That's fair. That's what I'm wait saying. Till, what I'm wait, saying. Wait, till, wait till she gets the hang of it. it it's a great stress reliever. <laughs> That, that's the problem, though. Until it becomes a stress reliever, it's a stress generator. Well, maybe not for women. How have you been <laughs> I'm getting late? No, I've, I'm how not, is, how, I haven't been 15 in a while, Chris. Hey, but how about we just uh, extract ourselves from a conversation we have no business uh, conducting? <laughs> okay, fine. I don't Listen, know about you, that. But anyway, you started yeah. it. We're just oh, going sorry, along. You you have business? You, have, you know about this business? We can... You, I was 15. Yeah, I was 15 okay. too at one point a long Great. time ago. That's it. Anything else you got? <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's no. all I got. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Moving I on. allegedly um, had sex as well. well. Allegedly. Hopefully. Hopefully not too often. Uh, moving on. <laughs> not often. Oh, no. oh my <laughs> God. Luciano. Yes. I think normally we do plot holes here and there are a couple, but I think it makes more sense for us to turn this over to you as someone who's not watched a lot of Doctor Who. And see if you have any questions. Because a lot of this, Chris and I are just going along with. I'm like, yeah, story makes sense. That's how Doctor Who operates. And so we may have missed mm-hmm. plot holes because we're uh, right. huge fanboys. So mm. why don't you take over the plot hole section of this podcast and make sure we're not missing anything. Okay. Yeah, I do have a few things. Two two real main things that, that made me go, huh? So the first one is, <laughs> what what exactly was the Meep's plan. Because hear me out, I'm going to lay it down and then you tell me, you know, I, I it was a little bit like weird for me. So he apparently was running away from the Rarth 
I guess, who were trying to capture him as the last one. Sorry, the the meep is meep. There's no him or her. I didn't say he. Did I say he? Yeah, try and that, capture him. That that's my bad. Capture them. Capture the. He capture says meep. His, yes. They say the, the meep. They tried to capture the meep. meep says the 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 pronoun is the. So I'll just say the meep sure. all the time. Yep. Thank you. So the meep was trying to, like the Rith were trying to capture the meep. So the meep came to Earth and allegedly the ships were firing at each other according to the doctor so the meep got there pretended to be nice i don't understand why and then when a barrister dread was doing his thing <laughs> um Bludgeon. the meep decided to just go and oh fuck this i'm just gonna reveal my whole personality i'm just gonna capture everybody and blah 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 and then when he had you know killed the two Rarth warriors and had yep. the psychedel- the solar psychedelic people um, surrounding the doctor and the family, the doctor is like, oh, how do you know the Rarth are not using me to outfox you? You can't kill me because if you kill me, you'll never know. And, and the Meep goes, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, hello? Can you guys make it make sense for me? Me personally, no, <laughs> not at all. Okay, moving on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I want to. It's like the doctor's really, usually, really, really good at at, at throwing up a conundrum that gives the, vil- the the villain of the week pause enough to be like, "Oh, wait a minute, what the fuck did you just ask?" Yeah, me? that Actually, wasn't it. <laughs> oh, this, that was a weak this, sauce gambit. I kind of do want to know. It was very weak gambit. It was like, oh, if you kill me, you won't know if they're using me to outfox you. And the Meep could have gone, you know what? If they're using you to outfox me, if I kill you, you they can't use you anymore. Also, I killed all the rats. So hear, hear me out. Uh oh, here we go. If you eat the doctor, there's no more Doctor Who, and that's bad. Why? Because we like watching Doctor Who. Oh, so it's like a meta plot. Yes. It's plot armor. Even the Meep likes watching Doctor Who from their prison cell. I see. Mm -hmm. 10,000 years. Well, I mean, there's enough Doctor Who for him to watch for 10,000 years. Bro. (laughs) Not that. The BBC lost so many episodes. There's not that much for the Meep to watch. They... They lost some of don't them. Know the story? They lost like a bunch of the, a bunch the, of like the, the master, the master tapes, the masters. Right? Yeah, because they didn't yeah, have yeah, good yeah. process and they just taped over shit. Yeah, I, oh even God, I heard I about that. that. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't go looking. I just trusted that. That's they why had there's good like a, a big hole in the middle, right? With the yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so okay, what you're wow. saying, and let me just see if I get got it correctly, is that the BBC is so powerful that even the yeah. Meep doesn't want their plan, the Meep's plan, to interfere with the BBC. Correct. And Doctor. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm happy. Psychic plot armor. I'm, uh, I'm happy with that answer because it makes 100% sense in some way. Yeah. As, as Chris um, said, it's, it's psychic plot armor. I see. Paper armor. Psychic plot is armor it, paper. Is it a, is it a sonic? Mm. Is it a sonic plot armor? No, it's it's psychic paper. Come on, okay. get your head oh, out of the psychic ass. paper. Okay. Oh, they yeah. wrote they wrote the plot down the script down on it's, psychic paper. It's, it's 
psychic plot armor toilet paper. Okay, I'm gonna. And it covers I'm your gonna, ass. I'm gonna. I, see, I feel your pain now, Matt, because mm-hmm. this is fucking derailing, and I have Welcome. only asked one question. Anyway, right? You're you're. This is the one you want to play? <laughs> no, no, bro. but like, okay. This is the let's, one. Let's. Yeah, uh, go if I wasn't gonna use cool. BBC psychic oh, okay. paper plot armor to answer this, <laughs> I. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of spots in this where they're like, they're, they're, and this is, um, so Stephen Moffat is back as a showrunner and he did the David Tennant run as well. And, Mm. and there are times when I find that he is a showrunner like City of Things that are sweet and saccharine without making the logic connect. And there's a couple of times in this episode where they do that. Oh, the whole end. The whole end. Yeah. I got diabetes watching it. it was, and so it's 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 nice, and you want to hit some really good notes in, in in the show throughout it. But but in this situation here, I mean, I don't know. I I think there are so many better ways than it's the reason the the idea that they should keep the doctor alive because reasons is sound, but the reason he gives is the failure, right? Like it's yeah, it's like the, and they the don't gambit the gambit that he played. Yeah, was not a gambit at all. Yeah, no. I know. And- I would have believed. Oh, I was just gonna say. I would have. I was expecting the doctor to point out a vital flaw in the spaceship because he'd seen it before he met. Oh, there the you go. That yeah. would have made sense. And then, like, your 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 plan is never going to work, or like your spaceship's act. Your spa- your spaceship is going to explode unless you let me help yeah. you. Or because like the first there thing you he go. said. Even if it was a lie. Yeah, the first thing he's Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 The first thing he said after um like his verbal diarrhea um was like, Great, I can suggest many other ways than like knockout. You know, uh pistol Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and like to me, another thing that doesn't make sense is like why was he because if it was he sorry, I keep saying he if the meep was was really hurt, then hurt how like really hurt. Oh, the, on the, then they could then it, it would make sense for the meep to pretend that that they that oh I'm so nice and all of that stuff. But like it was a hand injury that didn't even prevent movement or anything. Uh, so it doesn't make sense that oh, I'm just gonna pretend I'm nice for reasons. I think the meep being nice makes sense up until she gets her soldiers back because yeah. She only has like a small gun, and she probably can't shoot that many people. Why are you it. saying she? It's not she either. Uh, you're right. the, meep. the voice is she. The, the meep only had a small gun, and so the meep yeah. can only shoot so many people with the gun, and she right. doesn't know that these people don't she have weapons. For she again. Wow, that's fucking. <laughs> it's hard. I'm, it's very it's hard. It's real hard. Meep, 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 meep. Everybody say meep, yeah. meep, meep, meep. The meep, the meep, the meep, the yeah. meep. Meep, meep. The meep. <laughs> Nice. The meep had a gun. The uh, meep can only shoot so many people. And so the meep needs to stay undercover until the meep gets reinforcements. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if the meep knows because all the soldiers had convenient shield visors to put down after so- they got psychedelic. And so I don't know <laughs> if the meep knows that those are the meep's Soldiers, soldiers, minions, right? But soldiers. But, but when the meep realizes, then well, well, the meep had to have known because the meep, the meep, like played it. The meep revealed their true nature when they were in that car park, that underground yeah. car park. 
more than conveniently <clears throat> when the minions came in. So but, I feel like the Meep knew yeah. what was happening. And and, and like, also when the soldiers were minions have arrived. When the soldiers Bitches, fuck y'all. When the soldiers right. were at the at Donna's house, yeah. the Meep could have turned then and it would probably have been a lot easier. Ooh, yeah, because the Meep could have just walked out with and, the well, soldiers, right? Fucking eat everybody. Well, and that's this is this True. is the thing I want to know about. The, so the the Meep eats people, Apparently. but is it like is it like Hannibal Lecter eats people? Whereas like I gotta I the Meep eats a bit at a time, or is well, the Meep just the, the like Rarth... unhinge the Meep's jaw and then oh like a snake swallowed whole? <laughs> yeah, a snake. The, the Rarth say bear. that they got hold of the Galactic Council and chopped off their heads and ate them. Mm. Okay, what, so like that's what they say. So like a. The Meep can swallow I think it's sized like, portions. Yeah. Assuming the Intergalactic Council is all humanoid. Yeah, I, I think I think it's like a Hannibal Lecter goes nice goes well with a nice Chianti sort of eat. Well, um, I mean it's more like fish and chips. I, I yeah. I would, Guinness. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen mm. the Meep in like a mini sort of Hannibal Lecter get up with the mask and That'd have been funny. <laughs> it would have, would have been nice to see the Meep just eat somebody or try to eat somebody just to get a sense True. Of, of the like Meep's hunger. Bite bite a leg or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think they would have they would have had enough time. Like the pacing, fortunately for this episode, was 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 good. It was good, and I feel like if they dwelled too long Fair. in any sort of section it would have dragged and it's usually a fast-paced trajectory a 15 second scene before the reveal of the meep trying to eat someone's leg and then being caught and reverting back to the good looking like the nice looking meep oh like the audience camera sees, yeah, yeah, yeah oh shit yeah. it's that yeah, okay. have been oh what the fuck was that right yeah. But yeah okay they do that sometimes okay so i'm oh, I, I think i think we we agreed that it was a bit lackluster in that sense, the plan. Well, hence being captured and now having to watch Doctor Who for 10,000 years. Um, I have another question. That's not a punishment. Okay. What dagger drive? Mm-hmm. Who dagger drive? Mm-hmm. Why dagger drive? Yeah. How dagger drive? And more importantly, when dagger drive? Well, dagger drive. <laughs> That is the, <laughs> is it a, I guess it's not a Chekhov's dagger drive because they do no, use it. No, because it's used, yeah. I don't know how they reverse the dagger drive. Yeah. I do know how the dagger drive works because the doctor tells us that it basically eats up, what is it, like 50, like, is it square mileage he uses or like He says fi- five mile radius. Yeah. So it basically so. eats up the Earth in a five-mile radius to power the, the engine to escape. Uh-huh. Um, and then they tear up streets of London Yeah. pretty deep. Once it's activated. When it's activated. And it's like it's about to leave, right? They're down to like the countdowns on like 30 seconds or something. So like yeah. of the – was it a 10-minute or a five-minute countdown to – 10. 10 minutes. So yeah. <laughs> fuck, it went to like what? Like 90 – 94% – full yeah. dagger yeah. drive yeah and then donna shut it all down and put it all back into place like i don't how would the day da- why would the dagger drive work that way why would the dagger drive sorry the dagger drive buffer <laughs> london 
until it got to 100% and then burn it all. Like it's clear, yeah. like it was, it was like molten rock. Like it was clearly burning it up. So I'm not sure how yeah. it unbuffered. It, 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 it like, it burned, you know, concrete. Scorched earth. And yep. literally scorched earth. It burned concrete, it burned asphalt. I was also very impressed how the the fire that it was generating, like underground, conveniently followed the streets and didn't like cross through any houses that like no. exploded them. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when it was like, oh, oh, we're done. Okay, let's return the resources we were taking back to. Hi, buddy. <laughs> Reset. Yeah. Let's take it from the top. Okay. Reverse. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So my question is like, is it a normal space galactic time travel thing in Doctor Who for, you know, for there to be self healing asphalt or. <laughs> This one was this one felt pretty forced to in my opinion. It felt too, it was too convenient, too easy, too MacGuffin-y, too, you know, um control Z. Usually it doesn't feel that heavy-handed. Usually there are there's there's some repercussions and they just don't necessarily revisit. Like there's an impact, but it's not, you know, uh, a cataclysmic earth event right, yeah. right. Uh, like on a damage scale it's it's usually I guess with like more damage I think larger events <clears throat> planetary threatening, threatening events usually take place off world so if like a planet is going to explode or a moon is destroyed it's not in our solar system no. it's usually elsewhere at where like it's I mean yeah it's so this is kind of rare they and like done, hence they're undo like they could have made <clears throat> so that you know there were like tremors going around in 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 London as the dagger drive bur- burrowed into the floor or the ground sorry and like the mm-hmm. place where they were could have just stayed destroyed it was like an abandoned warehouse or whatever Right. Yeah. The steel work. The yeah, steel, the mill, steel yeah. mill or was steel work. It wasn't. A, it wasn't abandoned. Well, it was by the, the time, time the the ship was there. They evacuated. Uh, so like they could, you could have like. But l- they had minions. They had steel worker minions. Yeah, repairing yeah. and mending the drive. But like the it would have been if it, they wanted to show the destruction that it was going to cause. They could have left it contained before the takeoff. And then they wouldn't have to make the the asphalt and yeah. the fucking sidewalks mend themselves. Right. I mean, I, I think that it's like you, you again, you want to have your cake and eat it too. You can either yeah. have the ship land in the space where it can eat up the sidewalks and doesn't have to land in what essentially was, I mean, I don't know where in London it landed because it felt like it was both downtown London, but in, in the industrial area that affected residential areas. So it's just like, this is, yeah. this is a weird part of London I'm not familiar yeah, with. Is London folding it, it on itself like Inception style. Yeah, and so like you could have just landed, like you know, like because because the central premise is that you want to be near Donna Donna's family, right? So you could have just landed in a suburb, and and you could have had some damage happen that could have be, been semi permanently, you know, like they don't take off, so it doesn't eat up all the land. But the, the idea that it goes back and nothing happens is just it's one of those things I can definitely see the the writer just being like, eh, no one will catch it. But it's just like, well, why'd you have to have the dagger drive? Couldn't it have like why did it have to go across? Couldn't it have gone down and eaten the that, resources I mean, up in a hole? Right? Yeah, yeah. Like what if if it did? Like you could have been established that if it did take off, it would like 
pulled the fucking like pulled London like Sokovia style right. yeah, out yeah. of the ground. 100%. Right? Yeah. And mm. and then it was like mm. okay, that that's going to be bad, but just damage like do the actual damage locally or like close to it as it starts powering up, right? Don't fucking make like cracks filled with lava like snake through the entire fucking city just to make him go back. The other thing I want to challenge the dagger drive on it's kid go it's kid go is, in a way. I want to challenge the dagger drive on the idea that this is how the dagger drive works because <laughs> I'm here for the idea that people who don't care about planets would do this. Yeah. But there's a large assumption that like and they didn't explain this but like okay so how do you, you fuel the dagger drive by eating up resources. But like it doesn't fly forever. It has to refuel. Yeah. So like, is this plant not has, bad? It has to park in some moon somewhere to re- like fucking fuck the moon up just so it can keep going. <laughs> or find a big enough asteroid. Like, yeah. I would rather just have fuel so I could just fly around yeah. and like stop off and top myself up when I needed to. Not yeah. find the right planet for resources to pillage. This is like, um, what's the name of the the. Um, Resource distribution association fucking thing from Avatar. Oh, yeah. It's like yep. that level of stupidity, like scorched earth policy. Eh, you know, we just consume a fucking plant where we have to it's take fine. off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not a big deal. Maybe, I mean, as malevolent, malevolent as the meat, you know, reveals itself to be, I, I, part of me wondered, okay, well, is this its original spacecraft or did they steal it from somewhere else? I don't know. Does it matter? Not really because they're the villain. It's just that this is how this one operates. So it, while it fits the meep, at the same time, it's like, should it? Have? But I'm, I'm, I'm not questioning the meep having the ship. I'm questioning the ship's the very existence. Yeah. I yeah. Know. Why would you ever design this? Yeah. Can you imagine testing this like the the... The, the test runs, oh, we have this new drive. Okay, let's test it. Well, which city we're going to burn this time <laughs> to test this thing? Like, what? Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I hadn't yeah. even thought of that, but you're right. Like, it's this is the one, one of those things where the idea seems evil and therefore cool. But then you, you stop to think about it for 10 seconds and go, huh, that doesn't work. <laughs> So then, is the is the dagger drive the equivalent to like a shitty Cadillac? Mm. Like, or insert insert old old vehicle that that has no staying power. I can't think if, of one, but like, if, just think of like a old vehicle with its fender, its rear bumper falling off, the muffler dragging against the the ground. What, that kind what it of is, Chris, the, uh, is you're not quite far enough there. It's more like a coal powered car. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. a gasoline car is just too clean in comparison to the Jacker drive so it's uh, like if you use coal to drive your car I mean it's more like it's more like an asphalt powered car that it eats the, it's it also, eats the asphalt as it goes <laughs> okay I've tuned into the frequency this is more this is like the double dragon um, fucking station wagon that you have to put garbage in in order to fuel it oh I see do you remember yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that travesty? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Only instead of garbage, you have to put whatever like place you're in inside. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And not in a so, good way. Not in like wow. a recycling or helping the environment way. Like you put the no. garbage in and it spits out worse things. It, no, it's it's like no. put the clean shit in and it spits out garbage. Yeah. I think in that yeah. movie they also had to shit in it too. 
Yeah. You know, when they were, when times were tough, like they had a pee and shit jar and they put it in and it worked. Man, that oh, movie no. is so shit. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll cover it one day. We don't know. No. Okay. We have. We have. Maybe. Timeline. Oh, Timeline. No. Um. Anyway. All right, Luciano, thank you for asking some weird questions that none of us uh, Doctor Who fans have ever come up with. <laughs> okay. Let's let's do into our patented weird questions. Oh, yay. Hmm. Let's talk about <laughs> That was so <laughs> Oh, I'm very excited. Oh, no, for y'all... me. That was uh I, I I was I was playing you basically. Oh, oh, thank you. You did a great job. Uh, let's talk I about s- fudge. I have a soul, it's hard to play you. Not let's not talk about it. We're talking about fudge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fudge get a room. Fudge Merchandy. Uh-huh. He is the <laughs> child that is friends with Rose. Mm-hmm. And we see him a couple times. He has a couple lines of dialogue with Rose. He takes Rose out to where the, the escape pod um, was in the park where the, the Meep escaped uh, the first time. And then he is seen watching various things in happen in the street. Uh, the Urarth fight the human soldiers. Uh, the Dagger Drive tear up the streets neatly, very conveniently. And he was loving that shit. <laughs> so I got to ask you, is Fudge the real villain of this show? I, I'd have to He's say, to I'd have to say yes. Yeah. It's like a Fudge he, origin he has, story. He has like a delighted yeah. expression on his face as the Decker yeah. Drive is fucking up his city. At the wrong time, he had, he had the whole "this is a it's a wonderful life" look on his fucking face, and I like the kid, but he was just like grinning and looking in awe out at the window during the alien um, solar psychedelic minion gu- uh, crossfire yep. gunfight, and when the Earth was being split in two. So that tells me that tells me two things: one, he's the real villain, or two. The editor made a very weird choice in the cutting room, and his scenes were actually supposed to be used for something else. No, I, <laughs> like we I this think up. what happened is the weird light solar psychedelic shit that got to the soldiers also got to fudge. Solar, solar psychedelics? Yeah. Oh. I think the, the, the little light solar psychedelics thing got to fudge. Soladelics? And so they think that they captured the last of the meep right but the last of the meep is actually fudge now and this is his origin story as a villain so fudge is going to turn to a meep sure all right uh, oh no sure oh can you imagine can you imagine that conversion scene it's like <laughs> i can't even remember how how meep's speech patterns was it's fine especially pretty clean talks like yeah. a regular person but it would like it's but like, the physical ooh, the meep is the physical transformation nice would be fucking the fly the is it going to be the well, yeah. so the the, the we should the cover QC that movie. meep was a put on by the meep yeah and yeah and when the meep was putting that on it was very like uh child like or yeah, yeah. Very, very sort yeah. of like wimpy whiny yeah and then I'm when the sorry. meep became the true self then <gasps> bitch the yeah. <laughs> had perfect diction but was a big old giant yeah and also see you, see you next Tuesday. Yeah, mm. they, they were. The meep was whatever. The the meep was like red eyes, pointy teeth. It was like holy mm-hmm. shit. So I think that Fudge is gonna be a 
uh, human meat hybrid. Yes, a human meat hybrid. Whenever the human son goes psychedelic, he will turn to a meat. <laughs> What would the? How do we combine the? How do we combine fudge human and meep? What's the? What's the new name? What's the hybrid new name? Then? Mudge, feep. Oh, feep, <laughs> feep, feep. Yeah, flap. Okay, <laughs> feep. I like feep. Yeah. Yeah. It's suitably non-menacing. Meep. Meep. Mm, the feep. Me man. <laughs> <laughs> feep me man <laughs> why does I, I why me does man. me man sound so wrong <laughs> that's why it's right that's, why, that's how you know deep in your soul is correct yeah yeah you know you can't unhear it and you're okay it's with like, it yeah it's like, okay. i shouldn't be saying that word for some reason that is a, that is a new entity <laughs> all right that's fair um uh, more important question to the Doctor Who universe. Doctor, uh, the uh, Doctor Fourteen, we'll call him, says several Ooh. occasions D14? that Donna Noble is his best friend. How do you think all the other companions that are alive would, f- or even dead, would feel about <laughs> finding out that all the work and sacrifice that they did mm-hmm. was a and they don't even get BFF no. standards. Uh, st- uh, what is it? Uh, He's got like a he. he it's not like he. He doesn't even say one of my best friends is a hard. I got one. Oh, he, and it's Donna. he says yeah. my bestest friend in the whole world. That's how he yeah. starts the episode. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's 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 tough to come back from as as like you know an other companion who caught wind of. So that. I like, have a question as a, as a I feel so used. as a non Hoovian. Right. Um, so do all of the incarnations of the Doctor have like a sidekick like Donna? Yes, sometimes more than one at the same time. Oh, that, hey, is, a see, con- think about that, that. is a contingent of people to disappoint. <laughs> I mean, Matt's, in Matt's Miss era, he was in a throuple with um, Rory and Amelia Pond. But not Jared mm-hmm. Leto. What? 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 We don't talk about Morpheus <laughs> on this podcast. Okay, that's a lie. We did for an hour and a it's half. A, it's a it's a more on. free zone. Well, but other than that, any other podcast uh, is a more. What you're free saying zone. is it's not Morbin time. It is. It is not. It is not <laughs> okay. Morbin time. Okay, ever. my bad. It's I been, misjudged I the. I, I misjudged the timing. I'm sorry. I did a quick check. Um, there's been 40 companions. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought it was going to be yeah, like 40. 10. Well, no. no, not if you count like all the original doctors. and no, but those yeah, people are dead. In the 1960s. 30. Wait, not necessarily uh, canonically. Like I, I see. Like, for example, Rory and uh, Amy Pond are just lost in time, essentially. Oh, no big deal. They're not dead. <laughs> just lost in time. Yeah. Um Yeah, weeping angels. That's but like a tough would one. they would they even recognize the fourteenth as as a doctor at all? Yep. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Like it's it's varies, right? Like um Rose herself is in a different dimension. And she can come back whenever she feels like it, essentially. <laughs> but she doesn't come that often. It's <laughs> She just shows up in episodes and it's like, I, I thought you couldn't get here. Anyway, it's not important. But she's in a different dimension. Mm-hmm. So in theory, the doctor can't find her. Doctor can't 
travel dimensions most of the time. He can travel time all he wants. Dimensions is a hard thing. There's ways around it. It's like when superheroes die. There's ah, ways around it. I see. Um, mm-hmm. And can then you, you guys go imagine to- a Doctor Who comic? Is that a thing? It, it exists. Yeah, okay. 100%. It exists. They have uh, audio dramas, yeah. all sorts of things. No, because like the insanity of the story fiction. fits so yeah. well with like how comics are written. For when you, you, you table insanity, I, it's creativity. I don't, I don't okay. see how they're not, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. They can be both. Not yeah. No, yes, no, it can. No, yes, no, it yes, it can. No, it can. No, I can't. <laughs> Listen, me man. <laughs> no, I'm not me man. You are now <laughs> patron. You are now me man. You are. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I got it. I have your new title. You are me man scimitar of the patriarchy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't. I don't have enough skin pigmentation to be fudge. Wow. Well, that's not the point. You are me man no. now. You're. You've been. You, I am, you've been. I am not. You've uh, been penetrated oh, by the I meat. I, what, can and I? You're can now I, a new can entity. I be excused, please. You cannot be excused. You are me <laughs> I man go, now. Please. No, no. You even me man. I'm sorry. This is what happens. Please, please stop the anyway, world. I so, get out. So, we're coming back around to the to the companions. Various things happen to the companions. Mm, Forty of some them. of them are alive. Some of them are dead. Um, some of them are different universes. It's all depends. So on your question happening. was, how do we think that they would feel? Yeah, like because there are some that won't care. Like for example, one of the companions for Tenant, he did a, you know, he started off with so he started with Rose, and and then Mickey Smith also shows up, and then he he has Donna, and then he actually spent. That's right. So he spent some time with, um, Martha Jones, and. Martha Jones would be completely fine with it because Martha Jones thought they were like getting it on with each other. And then they had an episode where the doctor like gets lost in time and he gets a wife and is totally into her. And so Martha Jones realizes the doctor was never interested in her. And she's like, all right, I'm, I'm yeah. done. I'm getting the fuck off this ship and leaves. So she'd be like, yeah. great. I'm out. I don't care. Yeah. Makes okay. sense. Yeah. But uh, you know, like other ones, oof, that's a tough, it's a tough beat. Like how I don't know uh, the name Rory of the of the character, Amy. but like Karen Gillian. Yeah, That's Amy, Amy Pond. Pond. She was married. She was married to Rory, but it was a weird. She was always talking about vibe. banging. That's why they were a thruple because she was always wanting to get in Matt Smith's pants. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I see. So she might be okay with her saying him saying she, you know Donna was She's his best, best friend, friend because she got she wants to be elevated above best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wants she wants that that that. That friend with benefits or that fuck buddy mm-hmm. status. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like, maybe, okay, well, maybe I don't see the doctor them. wanting to lay, have laying relations with Donna. I don't see that. It's only stand up relations. I was going to. It's stand up, not Jesus laying. Jesus Christ. No, no hor- stand up sipping coffee. No horizontal rumba is what you're saying. Well, uh, I think. So I think. I, no. The, sorry, Chris, the answer I'm coming to is. Eh. No, they couldn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think most of them probably don't care. Depends on who you who you who you're talking to, and unfortunately, I don't. My my backlog um, exposure to uh, past companions going from one all the way to twenty eight. Um, I just don't know how they would respond because Jack. Oh wait, wait, Jack. So so Rose, different dimension. Yep. There was a star cross dimension cross love thing there. Jack Harkness, who was who who was was Pan. What is pansexual. it? Pan, pansexual. Yeah. Um, he would have been offended. And he's like, no, oh, what he though? Flair. I mean, because I mean, he also so. wanted <laughs> to be 
be horizontal yeah. friends. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So he, I think he would have he would have played it off and like, but you wanted okay. you you I, I you, you can you, don't worry, wink wink, nudge okay. nudge, don't worry. I know yep. I know what I know you think about me, but when you and you sleep go to sleep and you're tired of us every night. <laughs> Moving, Moving on, on. <laughs> Um, I have a question. The Meepa sends to 10,000 years in space jail. 10,000 years will give you a crick in the Meep Me-Man neck. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) We're not, I'm not quite clear. Well, we know what the Meep did. Genocide. He knows what he did too. (laughs) They know what he did. The Meep knows what the Meep did. Meep knows what Meep did. There it is. The Meep. 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 The meep, meep knows what the meep did. Yes, but I'm curious if the meep because mm-hmm. ten thousand years is a long time, and I'm curious if if the meep was sentenced in the United States, <laughs> what would the meep get? Based on we know the meep uh, tried to murder a bunch of the galactic. Uh, what were they called? Galactic Council. Galactic Council. That's the sad. meeps generally were on super evil, murderous genocide of different planets and stuff. So, what would the meep have gotten in, in the United States? And you know, let's just make it this year. Make it easy. So, there's a couple of considerations that I think we have to make. Right. So, the meeps' crimes were committed against some other entity. The U.S. Correct. probably would, doesn't I give a shit. I would say. If the Meep is uh, a leader of the Meep world, mm-hmm. the Meep is rich. Yeah. Or powerful, at least. A powerful. like Almost like a Saudi prince, one would mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So, on that sense, the Meep might just get some reality TV contract rather than imprisonment. However... Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, must mm-hmm. remember that the Meep is quite literally an alien. Yeah. And Ooh. Yeah. A foreigner. We don't like aliens. For- yeah. Foreigner. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like, we don't take kindly to your kind. We don't like, we don't want anyone. So get out of here. So there is Human that. power. Okay? <laughs> there is that. Yeah. On the other hand, the Meep is white. <laughs> so the, we we arrive. We see ourselves in front of a conundrum here. <laughs> really, a conundrum. It will require the Supreme Court to rule. Yeah. And you know, given the latest, I, I said twenty twenty three. So here's what would happen: Clarence Thomas would invite yeah. the Meep to go on some billionaire yacht with them. The, the Meep would the Meep would pay for it. The Meep would buy. And he and a his, house for Clarence Thomas's mom, and then his debt to society would be paid. So, like, maybe a, a year, stern talking to as well. A year of minimum security, I was yeah. good behavior in like four months. Yeah, and, like a year minimum security in a yacht. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's that would is, be my yeah yeah. Um, and we're assuming that the Intergalactic Council was mostly Democrats. Well, mostly foreigners, so who gives a shit? <laughs> That's fair. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't see any flaws whatsoever in your your system. <laughs> okay. It, it's it's flawless, infallible. Yeah. Uh, I'm a regular barrister it, myself. Are you? Can you say that on the podcast? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think you did. I don't think it's legally binding. Uh, yeah. 
As a barrister, I'll tell you, it's not legally binding. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he's, he's got you there, Chris. <laughs> ah, shit. Call me barrister, um, me man, Esquire. <laughs> okay, I can't, I can't ignore or refute that, nor shall I. Barrister what? Barrister me Scimitar me of... Esquire. Oh, barrister, me man, Esquire, Scimitar of the No, I don't accept yes, that. Monitor. I respect your authority, Scimitar of the Patriarchy. So, I think that <laughs> I think that if um, see, it's pretty cool that you went in the direction that you did. I was already brewing <laughs> on reality TV. Okay. However, if uh, I think the sentence in the U.S. would be more along the lines of a lifetime sentence played out over the Real Housewives. Of Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Why okay. Rhode Island specifically? I had to choose. Okay. No, fair. Don't ask no, why. No, that's fine. It's, it's a fine pick. <laughs> and the and and there's gonna and every year there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be an 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 annual um, an anniversary episode where they go to a pawn shop and then cross over with the pawn shop pawn star cast and the meat has to work behind the counter. Oh, okay. oh, that's that's harsh punishment. I mean, yeah. the meat did commit genocide, so I can see where you're coming from as a barrister. Yeah, but with the original cast, and they have to be retrained every single time. Oh, obviously, not because they of ineptitude, not because of ineptitude, but because that's policy. just just to just so to make wow. the meat go through the instructional videos, instructionals, onboarding. It's more like. It, it the episode is like a thirty to forty five minute sitting, but the record time of it is like a week <laughs> <laughs> for that training so, to so, be. So what you're saying is that if the meep was being sentenced in the U.S., the sentence would be hell. Is what you're saying? <laughs> like a literal living in a matter, hell. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, if Mephistopheles was here, I I I shudder to think at how uh, how Chris, how Mephist- did, could did try you say Mephistopheles? Mephistopheles. I said Mephistopheles. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yes. All right. I'm glad that Mephistopheles yeah. can convert between being a devil and a meep. It's very important for his life. Everybody, everybody knows it's in the sure. Bible. Everyone does know it. it is in the Bible. You're a barrister. <laughs> you wouldn't lie to us. That's how it works. No, I never. Um. What do you what do you think would happen, Matt? Oh, I think that uh, we would have to probably send someone to capture the meep. Um, I know I don't know if Dog the Bounty Hunter is still working in twenty twenty three, but I think he'd be the best person to to track down the meep. And I think because of the the meep's attitude, uh, Dog is going to have to go full Judge Dog and deliver both uh the capturing and the sentencing of the i meep. am the law yeah Not, <laughs> yes okay um, yes. so judge judge dog dread dog dog dread B- barrister dread barrister barrister dog dread <laughs> barrister dog drog because his dr- barrister dread drog? dogs Do- dogs mullet has grown to the to reach his ass crack okay and 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 the meat has to braid it but you still have to work dread oh, in there. So draw. He's he's Chris is dead set on sentencing Meep to hell. Like, <laughs> yes. yeah. 
I was just gonna have the meep off by a dog, but apparently now they're best friends. So I don't know how that. <laughs> that's happened. not. That's not best friends. It's a. It's a sentence because dog does not take care of his hair properly. He doesn't use any essential oils to help keep it moisturized, and so there's a funk to it. Plus, what do you think happens when your when when your hair reaches your ass crack? Gets Chris, braided. I don't have hair. It I gets, don't fucking know. It gets it's braided. not about you. It's about punishing the. You no, just asked me what do you think happens. I don't know. Yeah. Yes, you do. It smells like shit. I was gonna say the the, ha- the head hair gets braided along with the ass hair to get. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I you like had to take my normal like answer con- <laughs> and shove it in someone's ass. Unnecessary. Also, something the meep could do while he's braiding dog's <laughs> ass hair. God damn it! Make sure, make sure you put the coconut oil in between the cheeks because when you braid it, I want to make sure it's contained, contained hey, and connected. Luciano, do you think um, Chris has is showing any of the signs of solar psychedelia? Uh yeah. I mean, he's he's been doing that since like episode three. So, yeah, because I'm just concerned. Three? Just yeah. three. What like so? What do you think some of the the symptoms of solar psychedelia are? Uh, but you know, before you get to the murderous genocidal rage, I feel like you got to build your way up to it. I see. It is radiation, after all, right? It just doesn't. It's not yeah. like a zero to one scenario. Flash mobs is one. <laughs> you move it. You begin to move in unison with your other infected uh, um, is, brethren. Is, is I think there before, I think Meeperin? Bef- it, there's no brothers Meeperin. or sisters for Meeps. They don't have a... I yeah. don't know. You said Meep- symptoms. I'm just trying Meeperin. to identify shit. I like Meeperin. Meeperin? Meeperin? Sure, Meeperin. Meeperin. Yeah. Yeah. I think I that Meeperin. the symptoms are fine. You just have to use the correct uh, terminology. Term yeah, yeah. But does, does the terminology so- matter Like when it, when it happens to a gendered... like? A gendered you, portion you, of you brought the meeps up, so you have to refer to them correctly. Yes. If you want to talk about humans, then you can just because them you like. I was just thinking in my head, I was thinking all... about the affected humans, and that that point, those, but it's, no, it doesn't it's the meep. It's okay. Then yeah. what do you mean it's the meep? They are the ones who suffer from solar psychedelia, not humans. Yeah, humans suffer episode, from many other psychedelias, but not. not you said this what? Ha- what are other symptoms? And sorry, I was playing it out in my head and using the. The scene Just where the, hu- where the those only known sun with solar psychedelia yeah, is the one near the Meep home so planet. What you're saying is you're uh, culturally appropriating the Meep's disease. Wow. How dare That's you? That's not yours. No. That's the Meep. Exactly. Shame on you. Shame, Shame on, you. on you. You're the one who did Shame it. Shame on both of you. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, you those, did. those soldiers oh, were casualties. You can't. I'm using. You can't use ignorance. Flash mob. Yeah, you, you can't cannot. use your ignorance. I said flash mob. No. Yeah. I said flash mob, and that, it's not ignorant. And then you it's said brothers ignorant. and sisters because yeah. you no, assumed it was brethren. humans, and now you're I wasn't appropriating talking about the meep. I was the talking literally exactly. when I was going with, right, not the meep. For you, shame. You appropriate. No, for shame on you. You appropriate the meep's disease and yeah. made it for the humans. How, you don't get appropriate. That's not appropriation. You get affected by the disease. Wow. But humans can't be affected by solar psychedelia. Yeah. Did you see the episode? No, did you watch was, this episode, Matt? No, that's that, not. That's, yes, that's not the same thing. This, that's not. No, no. no that that is. That is. Possession. You want another scenario? That's, that's possession. possession. That's not a symptom of poisoning from psychedelia yeah. radiation. Okay, then that's different. That's different. Okay, I see it now. 
I was thinking about... sorry, listeners, for Chris's cultural insensitivity. fuck them! Fuck them! (laughs) Every time, fuck them! No, I I don't give a shit! I'm trying to... The mental model I had... No, shut the fuck up! The mental model that I had was based on those soldiers that got affected, and then they moved in unison. That was one of the symptoms. Listen... I was focused on that. I wasn't that's, thinking about that. But that's not psychedelia. That's, you had yes, the symptoms wrong. You had the symptoms wrong. Also, you so, can't say fuck our listeners because they're the people who listen to the show. We don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> we don't anymore. After you told them uh, to fuck themselves. No one. I didn't tell them to fuck themselves. So, okay, I was going to fuck so them. No one's going to hear it anyway. anyway I'm going to wow. yes and this, this disaster. Thank you. Someone save us. <laughs> but I think before the flash mob mm-hmm. uh, symptoms... Um, everybody turns to mimery, mimicry. So they all turn into mime, street mimes. Are yeah. you? Uh, that sounds. So then, after they all, that they're all like mime. a co-opt of my flash mob. Yeah, I'm. I'm hey, yes, it's, ending it's yes, it. ending you son of a okay, bitch. Okay, good. Well, what I'm very fuck? heated right now. I've, I'm very heated. Keep going. I, I like heated. Back to being heated, third symptom of being with so having solo mm-hmm. psychedelia. Yes, and yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hot right basically, now. Basically, it's it's basically the equivalent of menopause, but for meeps. Meepopause. Meepopause. I don't. I, I'm not. After having been in a recording of, of Barbie, I am not going to touch that one. Fa- that's fair and wise, and I'm not that wise or fair. Um, what else? What else happens? Uh, so I have a lack quite, of awareness. I have a, I have a kind of a set of question because they say psychedelia, not psychosis. Yep. Psychedelia. So is it right. like being super high? Uh, what is, what's what's akin to delia? I don't know where that where where, you, where that's because psychedelia from. is like things that happen when you're hallucinating. Psychedelia as, is a word, as far as I know. Yeah, or a sci-fi word. No, no, because it's a word. It's a word from the 60s, at least. Psychedelic. Baby. Yeah. Yes, so, exactly. But psychedelia, yeah. I've never heard. Okay. Hmm. Psychedelic states or psychedelia are arrays of experiences, including changes of perception, such as hallucination, synesthesia, altered states of awareness. There you go. Etc. So, so they they're were, interchangeable? It was solar, solar psychedelia. Talk about being blazed, then. Yeah. Like, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> so it's like solar weed. Yeah, 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 but well, can you imagine if when you just regular psychedelia, you're hallucinating, you have synesthesia, so you're like mm-hmm. tasting colors and smelling letters or whatever the fuck happens, but then it's solar psychedelia. Yeah. How, like how fucking blazed do you get when the sun is giving you psychedelia? I would have loved there to have been a cutscene of like of <laughs> yeah. how the meep were first affected and how they laid waste like a, to like everything. an Austin Powers like hard cut into the meeps being blazed out of their skull. The way I see it is the meeps are standing around in fields, just hanging out, doing whatever. Maybe wearing little business business suits and. Mm-hmm. Business dresses, whatever. Power pants. I, I imagined it now. Suit, suit right? pants. Suit pants. Yeah. Got the 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 blazer with a pointy shoulder. Point, yeah, with the with yeah. the shoulder the padded. Oh, the, the padded, padded shoulder. Oh, oh. You know, yeah. whatever you want to wear. And they're all just going about their business, doing their thing. And then and the solar 
the solar psychedelic sun pops up and starts radiating them. And the mm-hmm. first thing they do is almost like when cats have catnip. They start rolling around <laughs> on the ground, pawing at they things, pawing at each other. Pupils first, fully all, dilated. Pupils fully dilated. First, it's all real sexy and fun because they're just getting the taste of it. And then, you know, like it goes from being sexy and fun to a meep having a gun and shooting another <laughs> meep. And then you, also, you're like, it's you, a different you kind of mob. Cut. It's a different, it's a different kind, kind of mob. Of mob. Yeah. yeah. And okay. then you, you basically like, you do like a fast pan cut away and it's basically like Terminator 2 Judgment Day, except it's all meeps. Like that, I imagine, I'm imagining that scene that Sarah Connor always imagines where of her on the, on the fence and like, yeah. But and just all of that with meeps. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, little, little meep skulls <laughs> being That's, crushed by giant meep robots. And no, like and like the explosion and getting burned. Talk about yeah. being blazed again. <laughs> That's a solar blaze right <laughs> yeah. there. Mm, okay, mm, okay, mm, I think we've mm. nailed it. I think the yeah. you're welcome. Yeah. Anyway, so don't good, don't good do work, solar. Boys. Don't do solar psychedelics. Yeah, it's bad for you. Say bad. no to Drugs solar drugs. Drugs are bad. Okay. Solar drugs are bad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Hey, uh, quick question. You're the TARDIS. Someone is clumsy what? with coffee. Wait, what did you call me? We don't use that word anymore. <laughs> You're the <Wow>. TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps repeating it. Stop saying that word. <laughs> you don't want to be. What? Oh, wow. The acronym Time and Relative. This guy, this guy's trying to do it from his head, his yeah. brain, like a crazy person. He's been on too many time solar psychedelics. Dimension in space. No, the D is not dimension. Time and relative D in space. I can't remember the D. That sounds terrible. Time and relative dimension in dimension. space. I got okay. it right, but that okay. Hmm. That was pretty close. That was that was impressive. Hmm. I just thought you were, you know, making slurry, it up. You know, slurring me, but that's no. Uh, <laughs> so you are the thing Chris just said. <laughs> nice save. <laughs> and someone accidentally quotation air marks quotes. Air, hard air quotes. Hard air quotes spills coffee on your console. Mm-hmm. Accidentally, tips accidentally the the mug and tosses coffee at you. Tosses coffee everywhere. Yeah. All over your electrodes. What would be the your wobbly. reaction yep. to? To this situation, are you gonna punish? Are you gonna flip out? Because uh, because mm. the TARDIS here has decided to put them anywhere in space and time, as the Doctor tells us. Right. Because but do you everybody think Donna knows... learns a lesson in this scenario. Like, what not happen nah, again? Nah, I don't think she learned anything. Yeah. I feel like, like, because, like, if you had a uh, a cup of hot coffee spilled on your groin, that's you, you don't choose what to do. Like, your the immediate reaction is like pain, but, and you might jump up. So I think that's what happened to the TARDIS because, like, that's what it it does. It caught on, right? it caught well, on fire. So what it you're caught saying, on fire too, and, and so then it jumped say- up. What yeah. you're saying is that through time and relative dimension in space, that okay. uh, that area of the TARDIS where she lit clearly tossed her coffee on purpose was the yep. TARDIS's yeah. groin. Yep. Okay, that checks out. Okay. And okay. so, but so then the jump up is moving anywhere in time and space. Is that that's yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Rel- yeah. Relatively. I see. 
I would just, if I was the TARDIS, I would just kill Donna. Same. There you go. I was gonna say, if I was the TARDIS, I was, I would, I would move, I would move myself through time and space with the Doctor, but without Donna. <laughs> yeah. So Donna would be at that point. I guess like they were at Earth, but then TARDIS was malfunctioning. So from here to from from Earth to wherever the next episode is going to be, Donna is just. Somewhere in between, yeah. in Chris. You say in malfunctioning, space. but that's that's the TARDIS isn't malfunctioning. The TARDIS is punishing. Yes, medical justice. It, it would be. That's it what it will read on the on the on the manifest. It it knows what it's doing. Uh, is what I'm saying yeah. the logs would say it was yeah. a malfunction. Yeah, it was that an makes sense. malfunction, and then like TARDIS was still traveling through time and relative uh, time and relative dimension in space. And then once like the initial burn was like like the fire was still raging, and then it's like 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 you you if we compare it to like coffee on your groin and you jump up, by the time you're you're upright and like patting yourself down, trying to like get through the pain and like shuffle away the the liquid the hot liquid, I imagine if you compare that to a TARDIS, point A to point B, you, at, at some point you're you're I guess like, this is a very it's a over this is a mega oversimplification, but you're still TARDIS is gonna be, is gonna reach anger at some point and do those calculations at, 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 at an incalculable speed, leaving Donna in space to rot as a frozen bagel. I mean, I you did not you don't, did not need to go to those lengths to explain the fact that the TARDIS would just take vengeance, righteous. And rightful vengeance on Donna. We got to make sure that we paint blink, a, a very colorful picture for the audience. Blink to some moon in fucking Saturn, and then blink away from there and leave Donna there. Mm-hmm. There. Um, how does the TARDIS turn Donna into a bagel? Timey wimey science. Oh, he's got me there. Yeah. <laughs> no, no arguments. It sounds scientific to me. <laughs> You're a barrister. You would know if he was lying to us. I, yeah, no, I, I sense no deception. Fuck my barrister. Right. My barrister senses are not. Tingling. Your barrister. <laughs> where did you get your barrister tripping from, good sir? He was what? bitten. He, he was, was bitten was by mm-hmm. a radioactive barrister. Yeah, I was. Oh, I, I, was the radioactive barrister a graduate from Devry? Yeah, sure. Wow. Yes, obviously. Commu- community college. Yeah. <laughs> was it the Louise Guzman DeVry Institute of Higher Barrister <laughs> Learning? Yes. 100%. It was, wow. actual, it was Louise Guzman himself who bit me. Yeah, he is the radioactive barrister. That's yes. correct. <laughs> Louise Guzman knows the law and passed past the bar? Yeah. Well. Um, oh, my God. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Louise Guzman. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've uh, surprisingly covered an hour and a half of Doctor Who for one hour. I'm surprised we made it this far. Uh, I think but we've answered really? all of our questions. <laughs> yeah, now he's reeling. Um, so thank you for sticking us out here. We do a review of the things we watch. Normally it's movies, but let's uh, put a review rating on this bad boy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, do you want to start first? Uh, S tier. Sure. S is the highest. F is the lowest. Put it somewhere in that range okay so for me i feel I, I feel at a disadvantage because i i want to put respect on the previous dr jody whitaker's run um and i feel very displaced in time literally hey so, nice you know so 
for those reasons, I want to give it a, I don't want to give it a B, but I think I will give it a B because Donna was more annoying than she should have been. So maybe she was rusty. And then by the time she got to, like to the end of the episode, for me, she was rusty in the beginning. And like, I, I was like, uh, thank goodness there are other people here. I don't just want to deal with her and the doctor like this. Um, definitely an enjoyable watch. It was jarring. Like the th- things looked right. But as I said, something was a, a, a little off and that off was early Donna in this episode, but everything else was the way it needed to be. It's, classic doctor who uh, beginning middle end uh and resolution except for that fucking dagger drive and we covered that um and then you know me man impregnated fudge child um was a wonderful (laughs) confusing area that um still baffles and stymies me so yeah i'm gonna go with i'm gonna stick with b how did how did fudge come into your ranking he was in the fucking tv show for like a minute and a half when you have lines, you are on my radar. All right, that's fair enough. Yeah. Luciano, uh, good luck. Uh, yeah. Well, I needed good luck going into this. So, you know, as the one here who has never, had never seen anything uh, from Doctor Who, I have to commend the thing as a whole for being like, I, I could follow it. Which is, I thought you were going to commend yourself just now. I have no. to commend myself. I, I'll commend myself for understanding. No, I, uh, I no the the recap at the beginning and the way that the story flowed. Like, yeah, I miss. I probably missed some references, like the rose thing, for example. But it didn't take away from my enjoyment of the thing. I, it's not like it's sci-fi at its wackiest i have to say probably the wack one of the wackiest things i've ever watched in terms of sci-fi that isn't just an outright comedy meant like it's not space balls but it's also not that far yeah. <laughs> it's the schwartz yeah so um i i love david Tennant, so that gives it points right away i hate Catherine tate so that take point takes points right oh, away God. and really she was really annoying in this like like I said, I wasn't sure if it was just me not liking her, or if it was the character. It sounds, sounds like, like it's it. a little bit of both. Um, but I like I enjoyed it. Would would this make me watch more Doctor Who? Yes. Maybe. Would would yes. I watch this again? Probably not. Mm. Uh, not unless I started watching Doctor Who and I wanted to kind of watch it with fresh eyes from learn. So like I sure. this this to me like is definition of a C for me. Like it's right. I enjoyed it. Um, it was, sh- you know, short, so it didn't overstay its welcome. The acting was pretty much good, except for Catherine Tate, and uh, and the story, as wacky as it was, I could follow it even without knowing the, the whole series. So solid. Scene I think you. I think your opinion would change of Catherine Tate if you if you seeing what you've seen. I think it would be easier for you to forget this run as Donna if you had seen if you decided to go the back original run, and yeah, see her original run. That makes sense. Like that made sense. Their chemistry was great. They were whip smart back and forth. Right, right, right. Uh, I I liked that run with okay. Donna. Yeah, Matt. Um. I give it an A. Um, I don't have a problem with how Donna operates in this show. Donna operates within the parameters of Donna. And you can not like Catherine <laughs> Tate, but she's acting fine. This is how Donna roughly was. She was always very like over the top, bombastic, extremely passionate to like a fault. Like the idea, the whole, we didn't even cover it, but the whole $166 million giveaway thing, that was Donna. Like Donna was always like, 
emotional to an extreme fault, right? Like it didn't make sense. It was like overly emotional for no reason on things. So the, her character makes sense to me. Um, I had a fun time. A little saccharine at points, like overly saccharine at points where it didn't need to be. Tenant's fun. I like all the money that they're clearly they clearly got money from their Disney deal and they're spending it to make the show look nicer and make it more enjoyable. So it was mm. great. I had a great time. Love to see David Tennant back. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, so for me, it's an A. You know, when watching a TV show, it's hard to say how much I rewatch it because in general, like it's harder to rewatch TV shows. But at the same point in time, the format of Doctor Who makes it easy. With it's the Monster mm-hmm. of the Week format that I miss a lot. A lot of sci-fi shows or TV shows don't want to do that. It's got to be dramatic story from one to eight or ten episodes that is like very a whole integral. arc, right? Yeah. A whole yeah. arc. Um, and so because Doctor Who doesn't have arcs, it's easier to come back. But for me, I would definitely watch watch this again. I'm excited to see where it goes. So it's a, it's, it's a hard, it's an A. It's not an S because it's like, it's a better, there's better Doctor Who with David Tennant. There's better Doctor Who with Donna. Um, honestly, if we had to watch mm-hmm. the, the storyline we were talking about watching, that to me would End have been. End of time? End of Ooh. time would have been an S rating for me. Yeah, it was. It was. Maybe I'll watch that then at some point. Yeah. You could you should, but then the the weight of it, I don't know if you'll get not that you won't get it, but the no, weight I, I, I know of, I understand of what you mean. Impact of it, dude. Yeah. Like it's don't so, don't so rob hard. yourself. Yeah. Okay. It's so hard to come in yeah. because like there's some like there's probably some episodes you can watch that give you more of the weight because you know uh, that shows about the master um which is like he's another time lord um and he's it goes in yeah. it goes into it goes into the master's backstory but you need a little it's almost like you need to watch the other episodes with the master and tenant before you get there to kind of understand their back and forth ah um, uh, i see Cause he, he might be okay. I think he might be okay. Because the first time Master shows up was not during the Eccleston run. Eccleston first and then Tennant showed up. They right. didn't – I don't, I don't want to spoil anything in case you do. But like I think if he started beginning of Tennant run or beginning of Donna run, he would be fine. Well, I, I, I was just saying – Does that you're, you're adding way more stuff. I was just saying watch okay, go ahead. the Master and David Tennant episodes. You don't have to watch mm. all the episodes. As okay. long as you watch ones with ma- the master, because like they're they are self contained, right? So like the master arcs will give you the 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 history of their back and forth and why that whole ending is is meaningful. Um, but if you want to watch all of Catherine Tate's run because you hate yourself, then do that too. Well, I don't hate myself; I hate her. It's the well, same difference. When I talk <laughs> about the weight, I, yeah, I, I, I'm talking I know about her mean. family. I know what you mean, but. To 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 like pinpoint Matt, like there's also the people around. There's the other supporting characters, like Grandfather Will. Yeah, you like it sounds like the stuff Remember? that happens in that special yeah. affects a bunch of characters that you have to kind of form a connection with by watching the other stuff. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I just don't think you it, need to watch right? every episode. That's their point. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Well, well, Anyways. you know, I'm probably not going to watch it, but I'll keep that in mind if Great. I do. Great. Good talk. I'm going to erase everything we just said. So it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Next week, we are back to a movie. Oh. And we're gonna we're gonna watch uh, 2023's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yay! Nice. Uh, we figured we'd do something a little. Less new, surprisingly. I was going to say more new, but this is less new than what we just watched. Yeah, this is the newest um, thing we've watched, I think. Yeah. Um, this is the second uh, movie in the set of the Across movies for Spider-Man, the animated film. 
Uh, so we're going to do it. We're going to have a different format, though. We're, we're trying to mix things up this month, so it will not be the standard movie format. But spoilers, we're not going to tell you what the format is. You're going to have to listen. Mm. Are you going to tell us what the format is? No. Why would okay. I tell anybody no, what the format is? I'm just is? asking. Listen. <laughs> no one gets to know. It's a, it's a secret format. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Cool. And maybe Spence will be back. Who knows? Oh, okay. Who? For now. Huh? We will see you next time. We're done. This podcast is over. I can't. I've ended it. Goodbye.